Hello everybody, this is John, just giving you a heads up that this is part two of our Skyrim episode. It uh, ended up being quite lengthy, so we figured splitting it into two parts would be the better way to go. So hopefully you enjoy the second part just as much as the first part, and uh, here we go. are back yes jeremy soul's uh soundtrack for this game is just awesome it is amazing it's it's like you really get the feeling like the atmosphere of being in like this fantasy land and it's always interesting like when you're just kind of like if you're just like on horseback and you're just like you know going to somewhere or say you're walking somewhere and all of a sudden you hear that battle music and you're like oh fuck like you just you immediately have a reaction because you're like, oh, fuck, what is it? You know, and it, it could be a giant, it could be a saber tooth, it could be a fucking bear attacking, you could be a dragon, it could be whatever. And you're always like, as soon as you hear that battle music, you're like, where the fuck is it? Where the fuck is it? <laughs> it's like his uh, soundtrack is just awesome. It's like, yes. it's one of those soundtracks like you could just probably put on and just listen during the daytime. Especially like the, like the one you just played where it's very kind of calm and serene. You could probably just put that on. And just kind of like relax, you know, and probably go to sleep, you know, possibly, um, possibly, if you're not busting a nut from the from the awesomeness of it, right? <laughs> so uh, the next thing, and this is uh, a part of uh, this is one half of kind of an overall comment about the quest in the game. So it says uh, there's too many. They hate that there's too many fetch quests. So it says, every quest in Skyrim can be divided into two categories. Uh, a fetch quest, or a quest where you have to just basically kill everything and get the loots. Mm -hmm. um, so it says, the, the fetch quests are many, and appear to be thrown in and to pad out the length of the game. Think about it. The sheer number of quests in the main storyline that have you fighting through dungeons and caves just to find a rock, uh, you know, the horn of Jurgen Windcaller... Or some old man is absurd. That's not counting the side quests either. And so, like, the thing about this is, like, I know there's a lot of people that are, like, you know, you get a quest where it's, like, hey, I need you to go and grab, like, you know, thing X in cave Y. 
And you're like, okay, so then you go do that and you bring the thing back to somebody. And it's like, but that's been a trope in RPGs since, like, I think the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. It's like, can you help me go get this? And then you go to that cave, you find whatever it is you're looking for, you bring it back, they give you some gold, and you get some experience along the way. And it's like, that's how it works. Like, the bounties are like that, too. I want to say the first video game that did this was in the 12th century. Right. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Um, yeah, this is just an RPG thing. This is just a standard RPG. It's just like those boring-ass video games you guys put all the money into, where it's just like, hey, you can point at something and shoot it, um, over and over again. Uh, so, a lot of it is just like, yeah, you go, you have to go in a cave and you have to find this. But... These quests aren't made for their um, versatility. They're made to help you build up levels in your character. They're just kind of like, yeah, there's just uh, it's just like, yeah, we we know that you need more stuff to do so you can get stronger. So we'll just have these um, just simple story tasks. You know, it's just not like, yeah, we're going to have you go on, like, an entire other complete storyline. It's like, now we'll just have it where he has to go in and, like, there might be a dagger in the cave. And you have to fight a bear or something. Or, Or like, do you do the thing, like, in, um, what is it, in uh, White Run, when the guy is kind of getting, like, yelled at by his wife. And she was like, I don't care if it is part of your family. She was like, you know, we have kids we need to take care of. And he was like... He's like, but if I go back and I get my dad's sword, I can go back to being a mercenary and make money again. And she was like, if you go after that sword when you come back, I will not be here and neither will the kids. And it's like this Red Guard family. And when you walk up to Amron, you're like, dude, what's up? And he was like, he's like, you know, some bandit stole my father's sword and has been in my family for like generations. And he was like, you know, and you're like, well, I can go get it for you. And he was like, that's cool, man. If you could do that, that'd be awesome. That way... His wife won't fucking leave him. So you go get that dude sword at some at some random bandit camp. You kill the bandit boss, and you kill the leader, and then the sword's like in the boss trunk at the end of right. the thing, and then you bring it back to him. He gives you some gold. I think he teaches you like a uh, uh, like a sword technique. Like you get like one level in uh, one armed weaponry. I think um, by doing that, so you actually do get something for your character by doing that quest. Because he's like, hey, I'll teach you. I'll I'll teach you this technique that my father taught me, and then you get like uh you get like a whole level in um one armed. Yeah, if you do sword. this, I'm gonna fuck Jim. <laughs> that happens a lot. But uh, but yeah, it's like, but that's the thing. It's like with the fetch quest. It's like you understand that, you know, there's gonna be like those basic ones, like that kind of stuff. But then there's other ones like the the one in Riften when you talk to that Argonian and she's like talking to herself and you know, she was like the lexicon. Like I can't like, she's going insane oh, yeah, because yeah, of the lexicon. Yeah, and she was crazy. like, you have to yeah, take yeah. the lexicon and you don't even have a choice. She just gives it to you. It just pops up in your inventory. And it's like, what the hell is this? And she's like, you have to go to a uh, And when you go to that Dwarven ruin, uh, it's like, it's kind of its own little kind of mini story. Because you put that lexicon in there, and that lexicon has uh, knowledge uh, from the dwarves. So if you put that lexicon back in its pedestal where it belongs, 
uh, you actually gain, I think it's like, you gain like three levels from doing that or something. Wow. Or, or you gain like three levels in like specific uh, things. It's like uh, you get, and then you get like a, a perk, you get like a, a kind of like a side thing called like Elder Knowledge. And if I, I'm trying to remember what it does now, but it like, it, it makes it where like you learn certain skills faster because you had uh, help from that lexicon. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's like the, the thing about the fetch quest is that like, that's how you build your levels. You go do these smaller quests. Yeah. So when you do big RPGs story stuff. Work. When you do big story stuff, you're not, like, so underleveled to get your ass kicked, you know? It's to help you explore the map and, like, learn about, you know, how to fight, how do you deal with different things. It's just to give you experience, you know? It's like not everything can be, like, a DLC-sized story in every fucking cave you go to. Yeah, exactly. That's just stupid. So then if you go to the flip side of it, then there's the quest about you have to just kill everything, right? <laughs> So, their point about this is it says, the other category of Skyrim quest fall, falls into this. It says, again, looking at the main quest line, after you get that rock from the cave, you're, you're tasked with killing a dragon. In the next quest, you have to kill more dragons. By the third act, just about every quest forces you to kill someone or something. The main quest actually isn't that bad in regards to kill everything quests. Uh, the side quests, on the other hand, are almost entirely composed of killing bandits, dragons, rats, trolls, you name it. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> I mean, yeah, you do have to kill, uh, you know, rats, bandits, and so-and-so and so-and-so. Draugr. I mean, yeah, Draugr, um, and all that stuff. I mean, that that's just part of the game. Yeah, well, and it's like... <laughs> It's like we were saying before about the fetch quests. Not every single cave you go into or anything that you do, like a dungeon, is going to have like a DLC-sized story. It's just, you're just not going to have that. You might have smaller stories, like the one um, like where you find like that book. It's called like, The Legend of Red Eagle, and it's right. about like the, the sword or whatever. It's like that becomes like its own little separate quest to go get that sword. But there's also, like, more story once you get there. You start learning yeah. more about Red Eagle and that kind of stuff. Because I think Red Eagle was a Forsworn, wasn't he? Wasn't he? He was, like, a Forsworn yes. guy. I, I try to remember off the top of my head. But, yeah. Like, it's... But that's the thing. It's, like, you know, the people that complain that, like, well, the quests kind of feel the same. It's, like, it's... You're just not going to be able to have, like... A giant story for every fucking cave you come across. Yeah, exactly. Some specific areas have more to do. Like Labyrinthian, for example, when you actually get into Labyrinthian, the only way you get into that is if you are part of the Mages Guild. If you get in yeah. with the College of Winterhold, they have the key, the Archmage has the key to Labyrinthian to get you into the main thing, but that's part of the Mages storyline. You don't get into that unless you're a member of the guild, right? So, yeah, exactly. There's, I think when people bitch about that, it's just like, is that a reason to hate this game? Or is that just more of like a nitpick that like some of the things feel the same? Oh, it's obvious. Every RPG has stuff like this. You have busy work quests, you have fetch quests, and you have quests where like you go in and you just fucking slaughter everything. 
and then you get whatever loot are at the end of the at the end of the dungeon, and then you leave. You bounce and you go do something else. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing is that you have different varieties. You can do a storyline stuff. You can go out and do bounty missions. You can go out and fucking you know kill a bandit and get a thing. You know, there's like there's variety. So it's like if you're just doing nothing but that kind of stuff, you're missing some like you might be missing guild stuff. Yeah, exactly. Or missing like main quest stuff like with the dragons and all that. You're just focusing on, like, very specific parts of the game. There's more to it than that. You know? I, people just kill me with that nitpicky stuff. So since we're talking about that, so the next point, right? It says, uh, boring and repetitive dungeons. Huh. So it says, the dungeons in Skyrim go on seemingly forever. That wouldn't normally be such a problem in a game with so little freedom. It's at least nice to be able to hack and slash your way through a variety of monsters. The problem, though, is that the first room of a dungeon almost looks identical to the final room, and each dungeon looks the same anyway. And once you've uh, seen a trap or puzzle, you've seen basically all of them. So they're trying to say that all the dungeons are just repetitive. Co- yeah, copy-paste. Um, I disagree with that. And even if I did agree with that, I would just say, I mean, they're just kind of like dungeon scenarios. I mean, yeah, it's not like they have to be something that's complicated. Yeah, I mean, are, are you expecting Bethesda, like, I don't know how many dungeons or, like, unique locations there are in this game. There's probably, like, several right. hundred, right? So you're telling me that every single dungeon, every single, like, location that you can go to has to be completely unique to yeah to each other. They don't have enough time to do that. No. It would take them 10 years to build a game like that. The actual world doesn't have that much time to 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 differentiate um dungeons and prisons and stuff like that because we've seen that where people just want um certain things Whenever they build structures, right? Like if you because build, the architecture is going to yeah. be similar for different yeah. cultures, right? Yeah. So you're going to build a prison, but you're not going to build every prison different because you want to like make some architectural masterpiece. You're going to build. It's a prison. Pr- <laughs> yeah, you're going to build the prisons that work moderately exactly the same. Right. It's more in the prison example because there are like. There's like I don't have you ever been to that one prison in the game where it's like it's on the side of like a waterfall, you can get to it from the waterfall. Yes. And then it's like everybody's dead in there and they're just ghosts. You yes. have to like fight some ghosts up in there. It's like a it's like an abandoned prison or whatever. Yeah, that place is weird. When I first found it, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's like this is crazy. This is crazy because like everybody's dead in here, um, <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, see, like a place like that, like dungeons are gonna have like a specific way that they're built. If you look at like dwarven, like the the, the dwarven underground like cities and stuff, the right. dwarven dungeons, they are going to look relatively the same, but they don't look exactly the same. There are little differences here and there. It could be that there's a chamber that's different. You know, it, I think that th- when people say that like, you know, like the dwarven stuff is too repetitive, it's like they. St- stylistically look the same because they're metal, their architecture, yeah. 
their contraptions and all that stuff is going to be the same. The layout of each dungeon is different. The layout is definitely different between each one. Because exactly. you end up having to go through some Dwarven ruins when you're doing the Thieves Guild stuff, and that doesn't look like anything else in the game. You know, like the, the dungeon I was just talking about earlier, when that Argonian woman gives you that lexicon to take back to Avanchenzel, that place is different. You know, and then there's another one yeah. that you can go to. Uh, did you ever get to that one? Uh, it's like a Dwarven ruin where, like, you go into it and, like, you activate the pedestal, and, like, there's this, like, orb that goes around you and, like, it scans you. Yes. And then the floor drops out and you're fucking falling through the earth. Yes. Yeah. I do know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. And there's like uh, dead bodies and stuff that are like falling with you <laughs> from people that... That's crazy. Uh, yeah. And it's like, it looks kind of like Lord of the Rings, like when Gandalf is like falling with the Balrog and he's like fighting it and stuff. Oh, Because that's an that homage. so good. Yeah. Imagine if you were fighting a dragon on your way down. That would have been fucking epic, wouldn't it? Hell if yeah, you're, like, falling been. down that pit through that Dwarven Ruin, you're fucking fighting a dragon along the way. That would have been cool. But this was 2011. They're like, we don't know how to program this shit. <laughs> it would take us, like, a year to program that fight. <laughs> like, that would just be nuts. Um, but, yeah, it's like, yeah, the traps and puzzles and stuff like that, like the, the Nordic puzzles when you're in the, the Draugr mm-hmm. dungeons and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's like you turn it, and it's like animals, and you, you turn it to match the thing that it shows you. You know, yeah. or whatever. And it's like... But the, the whole thing is, is that, like, it is going to be consistent from, like, dungeon to dungeon. And then some of them have the claws. You put it in and you turn it. And then it unlocks the thing and you get to the boss at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all going to be consistent because Bethesda's not going to sit there and make every single dungeon absolutely unique from everything else. They're going to reuse some assets. Well, they also make it where it's all created by one race a lot of times. So, stuff is similar... Just because it's created by the same people. Right. Just like Egyptians and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Like if uh, if you go into like the Dwarven Ruins, it's made by the dwarves. And everything is consistent because it was made by that one race of people. Right? Right. You know, exactly. if, you, if you go into like the, the Drugger Tombs, those are made by ancient Nords. The, it's everything is going to be consistently built relatively the same, you know, with some differences here and there. And it's like, if you think that it's repetitive, it's like, it's going to be to a degree because that's how things are buildings in real life. Cause Steve works construction. Yes. If you're working on something and you build something, do you have certain things that are just built? Like the framework of something is always built consistently the same way or relatively the same, right? Uh, depending on the size of the structure, but yeah, yeah, Yeah. basically. Like, certain things you're just going to do probably every time, and then the outside of it you might do different things, but, like, the foundation, the internal structure are going to be relatively the same, right? Yes. And then you might do some different stuff on the outside, like if it's a building. Especially the foundation. The foundation usually has to be very consistent. Yeah. Because it's like, you don't need to really change much in the foundation. That's why it's the foundation. It's what you build on, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Um, so this next one might piss you off. <laughs> okay. So they hate dragon fights. <laughs> Ooh. So it says, I think we can all agree on this at the very least. If your character isn't good with a bow and arrow and you haven't put many skill points into magic, you're going to be in for a long, boring time whenever a dragon comes breathing fire down your neck. 
they stay up in the air for ages, constantly raining fire or ice down at you as you're desperately trying to hit them with whatever ranged attacks you have. Even if you are decent with bows or magic, hitting a dragon as it's flying is next to impossible. When it finally does land, it just sits there and lets you wail on it for ages, barely moving or doing anything to try and stop you. Right. Um. So this is kind of what you were talking about earlier, like before you get dragon rend, it is a pain in the ass. But I wouldn't say that that sucks, that's part of the challenge. A lot of times, even early in the game, even if you don't have dragon rend, if you're not fighting complicated dragons, it's still kind of easy to beat them. Especially if you run into just things that say dragon. Right. Like, if you run into a dragon and you're going to fight him and it just says dragon, you're just kind of like, yeah, I can, I can I'll can. probably that. beat him in a few minutes. Yeah. No, you see something that says Elder Dragon, that's a little tougher. That's, um, uh, that's, that's shit your pants time, because you're like, fuck, I don't know if I, am, am I going to be able to fight this, really? You know, then you have something that's like, um... I don't know, just dragon, I guess, or not just dragon in the title. Just... Well, you have like, then you have like named dragons that have a very named specific... dragons. Yeah, they seem like they should be harder, but a lot of times they're not. Sometimes they're not. No. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. So it's like, yeah, yeah, you're about to fight a dragon. His name is um, what's a good example? An accurate depiction, like. Like Dave. A, there's a, um Dave the Dragon. Right. And you're fighting Dave the Dragon and you're like, Oh shit, this guy just came down. He actually has a name. This is gonna be a hard fight and then you fight him and you're like Never mind. <laughs> Never but mind. then but then it's like then you fight a blood dragon and you're like, Oh shit, okay. This is a bit different. Like blood dragons, elder dragons, and then when now you I've get fought blood dragons before and I do not know what the difference is between any other dragon and a blood dragon. I don't know what the difference with a blood dragon is either. Because it doesn't seem like it has any more hit points. Yeah, And it's so, not like a vampire dragon or something where like no. it's, it's like there's something related to the blood. I don't know what the difference is unless it's just like it's a little bit tougher than a regular dragon. Like a standard dragon or something? Right, right, right. Maybe? I, I don't know. I don't know. I have no clue. Legendary dragons are a pain in the ass. Like, legendary dragons, elder dragons, they will fuck your shit up. If you're not careful. <laughs> that's that's why you have to be prepared when so you're... So, legendary dragons are just totally different than, um... Legendary dragons, I guess. Or, well, elder dragons, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But, like, the thing about, like, the, the dragon fights is that until you get dragon rend, it's like, that is kind of one of the, the fun things about combat is can you kill a dragon by not having the advantage of dragon rend? Like, that is part of the challenge. Like, can I take this thing out just simply with arrows? Because hitting it with arrows while it's in the sky is definitely tough to do because of their flight speed. Right. But... You know, when it lands, you can get some more in, but sometimes I would try to keep, like, some kind of a melee weapon, like a battle axe or something, so, like, if it does land, well, I'm about to bury this battle axe into your face. Exactly. And then sometimes if you fuck up and you get too many hits put on you, it'll just fucking eat you. <laughs> and then you get a game over screen. 
That is ridiculous. But but the but the thing is that the dragon fights don't suck. If you think that they suck, it's like you're just you're not having a good time because either it's too easy for you, or you you're just you're not understanding what the dragon fights are supposed to be. You know, it's basically supposed to be like Mortal Kombat, and uh, like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a uh, it's a battle for souls for souls. I guess so. I never really thought of the Mortal Kombat thing, but yeah, you—that's basically what you're doing when you kill the dragons. You're taking their soul. It's Your a battle soul for souls in the fate of the realm. Yeah, I can because see that. Because if you lose to Alduin, everyone's dead. Yeah, it's basically the apocalypse. And then Mortal Kombat, if the other people lose, uh, Shao I mean, Kahn basically rules the world. Yeah, so it's it's uh. Did they rip this shit off of Mortal Kombat? <laughs> They um they ripped off everybody. <laughs> yeah, but that's um, not a bad thing. No, sometimes you know if something's good, it's it's worth reusing, right? Yes. Um, unlike a condom. <laughs> yeah, never reuse a condom. That <laughs> that's, is that's a bad idea. <laughs> that is not a great. You're idea. You're not gonna have a good time. Um. So the next thing is uh, glitches. You know the thing that is Ooh, kind glitches. of a, glitches is a thing with every game, right? Let's take a break real quick. And okay. Then we'll, let's get into glitches. And then we'll okay. Then we'll get into the glitches yes. proper. Yes. Okay. Obligated to say that is that is Shine Down Monsters. Okay, because uh, I was like, this this is definitely a, a Shine Down. Yeah. Is it a new Shine Down song? It is, this is a new Shine Down song. Okay. Um, I thought it was very relevant because in Skyrim, these monsters are definitely real. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and some of them will slap you upside the face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether mm-hmm. they're uh, trolls or bears or were bears. Did you ever encounter the were bears on Solstheim? Yes. We're, yeah, that shit's weird, isn't it? Because like, it's very weird. Yeah, because you're used to. I mean, because you've seen werewolves and some of those like werewolf dens, but were bears? That's just fucking weird. That's very weird. But, but that's a Hobbit thing. Yeah. That's a Lord, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, because they had uh, 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 what was his name? It was like uh, 
Bjorn or something? Bjorn, yeah. Yeah. Very, very Viking type name. Right, yeah, because he was the he was the shapeshifter. A bunch of silent J's. He could turn into the he could turn into the great bear or whatever. Yeah. We covered that on our Hobbit episodes. Yeah, go, go check out our, to Hobbit, our episode. Hobbit episode. We did the entire trilogy. It's good shit. It is uh, great shit. If you just don't have like fuck all to do for nearly seven hours or eight hours, listen to those. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, we had fun making the Hobbit stuff. That was fun because oh, that was, was Christmas time. Fun. Yes. Yeah, that was Christmas time. Uh, but back to this game, right? So, yes. uh, people are going to complain about the glitches, right? So I'll just read it. Skyrim is full of bugs and glitches, especially when it comes to AI pathfinding. Watch as allies and enemies alike run in circles trying to track you down, taking the longest and most dangerous routes around when they could just jump down a short ledge right in front of you. Or maybe you'd prefer if your game crashed every few hours. Don't worry, that happens too. (laughs) Uh, And remember, this article is from like 2016. So they've had uh, quite a few patches since then. On especially the consoles, and I think they've still been yeah they've been patching the uh, like the Steam, like PC version as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, the thing about glitches, and I know everybody complains about this. We've all had you know some of our gameplay fucked up by glitches at some point. It's happened to everybody. I've had glitches. Steve has had glitches. You listening uh, on whatever uh, platform you're listening on uh, to this beautiful podcast. Uh, you've had glitches too if you've played this game. Everybody's had that. That's one experience. You know, like in life, we all have certain things that will happen. We're, we're all going to take shits. We're all going to, you know, we're all going to have to deal with taxes. We're going to have to sleep. And we're going to have to deal with Skyrim bugging out and being glitchy and being weird. <laughs> That's just kind of something that happens, right? But the the thing about the the glitches and people hating on it when you think about the fact that, like, when you look at how much detail there is in this game, because they literally had to build an entire country inside of the game world, and to think that, like, every single dungeon, every single character, every single weapon, magic, you know, dragon, like, whatever, all the different elements that are in the game, that everything can work perfectly... The game is too big to not have some things that fell through the cracks and they didn't notice. That's why you have a lot of times, you know, one of the mod, like one of the more popular mods that's made is the one where it's basically just like a giant list of bug fixes where they fix broken quests, they fix, you know, uh, characters not reacting to you properly, not walking properly, that kind of stuff. It's like Bethesda has a ton of shit that they have to make for this game. And they try to do as much as they can through patches, but you're not going to get rid of every single glitch that's in the game. That's just impossible. You know, that's why you have to make sure that you save pretty often. So if you do encounter a glitch, you're able to to go back and, you know, maybe you only missed like five to ten minutes of what you just missed. Instead of like, oh fuck, I haven't saved in like two hours. I have like three quests I got to go back and redo. Fuck my life, you know, <laughs> like that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I mean that that is uh... <sighs> glitches are a part of games a lot of times. Unfortunately, 
um, because it's how it's made. Uh, you know, so sometimes that they they just happen. But luckily, all gaming companies are not like you know, let's say EA, <laughs> um, who like came up with a new game which is basically the exact same design as their last game, and they still have glitches, which is where a football will stick to the other football player's helmet that you threw it to. <laughs> so they don't even Would have you to happen catch to it. be talking about Madden? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so even though these these people have been doing it for over 30 years, they um they act like they just started. <laughs> <laughs> like Four days ago, you like know, we a, can always go back to the nine eight nine studios fucking game breaker games. We can go back to that era if we want to. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you have things in Madden, but you're like, okay, what's going to be the new Madden? And it's like uh, you get the new Madden, and then you're just kind of like, okay, so it's the exact same thing as last year's Madden. Nothing new, right? So. Nothing wrong with that if it's a sports game without without adding like super new stuff, right? Yeah. But it is something wrong with it if you're like, okay, there's nothing new in this, but how is there more mistakes in this game than there were the the last game? Yeah. How is there a glitch where you can throw a football at someone's head and it sticks to their helmet and they can run down the field and score a touchdown without ever catching the ball? <laughs> How is, is this? Is this what happened when you red boxed it? No, this is just an actual glitch that happens in Madden. Oh, from like the last new year. Oh, the new the, Madden. Oh, okay. This is something that's happened in this year's Madden. Okay. And it just came out, but it was in the beta, and it's in the full game <laughs> because they didn't fix it before they released it. Oh God! So eventually, like probably two, three weeks from now, you'll get a patch. That attempts to fix that game. That part of the game. That's just fucking nuts, man. But but they didn't say, Oh shit, we fucked up a bunch in this game. Let's uh let's charge forty dollars instead of sixty. They're like, no, 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 it's still sixty dollar game straight up. I mean what else is there? I mean, they 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 fucking they're gonna they're gonna charge you sixty dollars, and the only thing they they worked on. Is the ultimate team, which is what they charge you more on. Yep. So they're going to give you Patrick Mahomes for free. After you download the game, and they're like, hey, you can have Patrick Mahomes for free. But it's like a 72 rated Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> it's not even the actual Patrick Mahomes. The, the last time Patrick Mahomes was rated a 72 is when he was in fucking high school. I was going to say kindergarten. Right? Jesus Christ. When he was playing flag football. Yeah, so... Like, during gym class. Yeah. This is just embarrassing. It's like, yeah, you get Patrick Mahomes for free. Download now. 72 or 73 rated. It's like, yeah. I don't think Patrick Mahomes has ever rated this in <laughs> anything. Like, if if they made a ping pong game and they put Patrick Mahomes mm. in it, he would at least be rated an 80. Right. And yeah. I don't even know if he knows how to play ping pong. But I'm pretty sure it'd be better than a 72. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's basically just EA is like, here's the giant dildo. Sit on it and enjoy it. Just take this straight up your ass. 
That's yeah. why I haven't even like bothered to even. I haven't even really looked at what they've been doing with the new Madden. The only thing I know that they did with the new one was they added the quarterback one mode, where you just play as the quarterback, and people are like, "What the fuck?" So I can't even play as like a defensive end now. I can't play as a safety. I can't play as anything else. I can't even be the running back or receiver. I have to play as a quarterback. And it's you, like you know what other games of Madden there is where you can just play as the quarterback. Every single version of Madden. Right. Because you always play as the quarterback, you right? You always play as the quarterback. That's not a mode. That's so they're like, new. this is a mode where you get to play as quarterback one. It's like, you could have always done that. <laughs> you literally do that every time you play Every time you play Madden. You created a mode that already exists. <laughs> You're just like, hey, instead of just playing Madden like you did play, I play as the the number one quarterback and it's like but now you have a story added to it oh fancy fancy so now you only get to play like what one season as this garbage ass quarterback one i don't know i hadn't really looked into it i don't know i haven't i haven't played madden in like a a few months now because i just like you we had the file we were doing for for uh 19 and it's just like we just kind of i don't know like the the gameplay just is kind of like it's just how the fuck do you make football boring? They figured out how to make football boring as it's fuck. Like, let's make people like make a decision. Would you rather watch Gordon Ramsay fix fake hotels, or would you rather play Madden? And it's like I'd rather just watch Gordon Ramsay. I'd rather watch Gordon Ramsay. That's way more entertaining yeah, than this fix, bullshit like, I have fake, on my because game. most most of the shit's fake. Obviously, whenever he's going around fixing these fake hotels, but I'd rather just watch. I'd rather watch Gordon Ramsay take like a two-hour shit <laughs> than watch, than play like these new Maddens. Right. And I, I had a funny poem. I, I poem I wrote whenever we were talking about the Skyrim glitches. Right. Uh, I was over here kind of writing it. If you heard me silent. Uh. If you heard writing sounds, is because Steve was writing something down. Yeah, and, and the poem is, Skyrim is full of a bunch of glitches, said a bunch of bitches. <laughs> I think everyone who is a dick needs to get stitches than getting this... I, I kind of wrote it like a little sloppy, so... He's been guys, drinking, so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is better than EA. Than EA, who only... Get... Uh, hold on. Like I said, it takes uh, a second. Who only gets richer. Now bow down and be grateful... Before you and, um, uh, before you end up in ditches, bitches. <laughs> I couldn't hardly read it. A lot of this shit because I, I, I uh. This is like a new challenge. It's like drink a bunch of high percentage alcohol and then try to write a poem. I should have wrote this and had you try to read it. <laughs> That would have been funny. You know what you were talking about. I have no fucking clue. That would have been better. Let me see what you wrote to see if I actually could have read it. That would have been better. Let's, let's, let's see if you can read this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Skyrim is full of a bunch of glitches. Said a bunch of bitches. 
I think everyone who is a dick needs <laughs> your K is very weird needs to get stitches then getting this is <laughs> is bitter it's, uh, I don't know uh, you scratched some shit out so I'm not sure what that's supposed to be bitter I'll yeah. just okay I think it's, it's bitter or you could just use the word shitter uh or okay. litter or litter. It looks like it looks like bitter. Um <laughs> This is uh, better than EA who only uh ear? What the fuck is that word? It looks like E U R Uh who only See? Ear <laughs> See? Is it is this supposed to be care? Is it care, the, maybe. You only care about riches, okay? Now, how? What the fuck is that? <laughs> this is Steve. Funny. This is funny. Steve came up with a new letter for the English language. Um, That's good. It's a now. How? <laughs> now, now, bow down and be grateful. Before, yeah, before you'll <laughs> end up in ditches, giant fucking comma, and then bitches. <laughs> and he, when I say a giant comma, it takes up two lines on a ruled sheet of paper. You goddamn right it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, and his D basically just is like a loop. It looks like a horseshoe. There's no, there's no, this is, this is fucking great. You need to frame this shit and be like, when I drink dragon's milk, this is what it does to my fucking motor skills. This is really good. This is really it's, good. I, yeah. I enjoy doing this for the show. It was, it was embarrassing because it's like, like a drunk thing. I was like, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to scribble down a poem real quick while uh, John was talking about the Skyrim, and then it's just like <laughs> it's totally fucked. Oh but yeah, it's so hilarious. Trying, trying to read to that, read it's it like I'm. Some I, th of the... I think that's something we should do more often on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Steve's drunken poem, like you yeah. write it and then not even tell me what it is, and I have to see if I can figure out what the fuck you wrote. Yeah, I think we might be onto something. If you guys, want if we to get see into this more, more of these high strength beers. Uh, like, cause Dragon's Milk is which 11% I, Which I had to stop. It was, it was kicking my ass. I had to stop. Dragon's the, Milk was kicking his ass. Yeah, it was, it was getting me. See, see how more, in it, I don't know if in the last segment you guys <laughs> noticed, like, my low energy, and it was because the Dragon's Milk was just kind to, it was, it was starting to kick my ass. Right. And now, I, uh, you know. He's on, uh, he's on, what are you on? Keystone? Keystones. He's on Keystone. Which is basically water Beer flavored, flavored water. water. Yep. Uh, I guess that's better than uh, chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. <laughs> We're not haters, but any yes, that that was not a good album. That was not. Wasn't that the, wasn't that like I'm trying to remember because I don't I don't remember uh, that much about Lip and Biscuit at that time, but wasn't that the album that like they just like after they made that album they fell off a cliff yeah yeah it was yeah it was that pretty was, much like that was their last because like, that good was album. the that was the album that fred durst was in full control of 
Oh, and not Ross Robinson? Yeah, because they, yeah. they didn't use... Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was just Fred Durst on his ego trip. And then, yeah. if you Whenever you have Fred Durst just go on his ego trip, that's whenever you know yeah. albums end. I'm trying to remember if I even remember like the songs from this damn album. My Generation, I know that. Okay, Roland, I know that because that's the Undertaker's music. Biker Undertaker. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Um, but overall, it was not a good. Uh, album. yeah, that's about it. Basically, my way, all. my way was okay. My way or the highway. That was the song that they used for uh, WrestleMania 17. Yeah, where it was like The Rock versus um Austin. Yeah, and it no. was like you know my way, my way or the highway. Like that was a pretty good song <laughs> when you see it in like the promo package for like Austin versus The Rock. The final time that Austin will fight the Rocket WrestleMania. Was it a good song, or was it kind of like the Golden Girls theme, where it's like the song? Thank you so- for being a friend. Like the song itself <laughs> isn't a good song, but the, the the how they use it for the Golden Girls is great. I like how we go from Limp Biscuit to the fucking Golden Girls. No, I'm this- saying that. <laughs> like two I'm, seconds. I'm using the the the. That. I understand your analogy though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. song itself is not really great, but the context of it, it's like it it feels more important because yeah. of where because of how they use it. Yeah, I, I, I was just wondering if that's why that song seems good to you. Is it is it good? To you because like even the rolling 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 song like uh, keep uh, rolling rolling is that, that song is that I really like that song I like that song because it was the Undertaker's entrance music that's right but if it was never the Undertaker's entrance music would you care about that song not nearly enough no so uh, yeah that's kind of my point Limp Biscuit yeah. there for a while because they were kind of like the band that they were using for a lot of stuff because they used their music for like promo packages like i said like the austin like austin versus the rock for wrestlemania 17 like that was a limb biscuit song that they used the my way song for that they used you know them for undertaker's entrance you know that kind of thing they used they have the rolling the rolling rolling thing but originally like the undertaker had like the american badass song. yeah you done it now like that ah, song yeah American badass. That was like his second one, I think. Yeah. The the, The first one was like, you done it now. And it was like this bluesy song. Mm -hmm. And that just died very quickly. And then they're like, we need to give Taker something more awesome. Give him Kid Rock. Yes. Yeah. And then eventually it turned into the Roland Limp Bizkit. But the other one that they did too was uh, Crack Addict. Uh, (laughs) That was another song. Which is kind of funny because, like, in a, if you have a song called "Crack Addict" that was written by Fred Durst, you're like, "Is this a confession?" <laughs> um, but that song, yes. that song is actually pretty cool because they used that for one of those WrestleManias. I don't think it was for 17; it was for a later one, like WrestleMania 20 or something, or something after 20. I don't know. Oh, I forgot. But anyway, um, so hey, in case you were tuning into this thinking you're going to be listening to some Skyrim talk, you just heard about Limp Biscuit and the Golden Girls. Who's and your favorite Undertaker. Golden Girl? Just quickly before we move on. Well, it, it, it was Dorothy. Dorothy. Okay, my favorite was Blanche, and not because she's a hoe, but because she's entertaining. <laughs> they're all great. Yeah, they're all great. Like even yeah. even Betty White is Rose. Yeah. It's kind of funny in the Golden Gate, uh, the Golden Girls Day. I think she was actually the least popular one. 
Probably, because uh, I think everybody liked Rue McClanahan so much. Yeah, because I, I would say as Dorothy. A B. Arthur, I think... I actually think on the show, I'll agree with you that uh, B. Arthur was probably the second... To Blanche. Uh, to Blanche. Or, or Rue McClanahan, yeah. Yeah, Rue McClanahan. Uh, but I just... I like B. Arthur. Not just because my mom's name was Dorothy also. I just like... B. Arthur was just like kind of a badass. Well, because she was like she, I, I think the thing about her character was that she because she was like, she was the take take no prisoners one of the three. Yeah, and because Rose is kind of like the naive girl from like Minnesota that doesn't know very much. Absolutely. And then you have Blanche, who is like the Southern debutante from like I think she's from like Georgia or something. Who's like a free spirit. She's woman. like a free spirit, free sex. Like she's just. Like, she just has no limits. And then you have Dorothy, who's just, like, this very, like, old-school kind of traditional... She, she kind of puts everyone in her place. Which yeah. I, I would She's say... She's kind of like the anchor that holds everything down. I, I would say, I guess, uh, the fact that she's named Dorothy and she's kind of very similar to my mom, which is kind of like a... No-nonsense. No-nonsense person. I guess that's probably my... But still my, can be caring and yeah, yeah. be a lady. Yeah. And B. Arthur's just fucking amazing. Yeah. She was just fucking amazing. Rest in so. peace. Yeah. It's weird how, like, the only one that's still alive is Betty White. Betty White's gonna live to 900. And if she doesn't, <laughs> we fucking riot. Yeah. I mean... I mean, hey, she can God's be immortal, fucking too. up. God's fucking up. You're right. He doesn't keep her for 900 years. <laughs> Lightning bolts. <laughs> the, whole, the whole world would be dead, and all we'll have is Keanu and Betty White. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And probably Hugh Jackman. Because yeah, I don't think yeah. he ages either. He probably actually is Wolverine. I think he has healing factor. Yeah, it's like... Look, the, the weakest story that we could ever tell was Wolverine... For Hugh Jackman, because Hugh Jackman's story is better than Wolverine's. Right. Like, he is stronger, and he has a better healing factor. <laughs> right. Uh, but anyway, back to Skyrim. Yes. Um, so, uh, people complained about the user interface and the menus. <laughs> when I saw this, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Really? Is that a thing? This is like... the thing. So, I'm going to read it. So, it says, uh, okay, this is this is just like the one paragraph. Uh, Hold on. I gotta say, just to make this a little interesting, because this seems like a really boring complaint. Right. Read this in uh, your best Paul Bearer accent. (laughs) Uh, As Paul Bearer? (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, man. Look, I, I, I can do it, I, but I, I got to prepare. A I, I wrote a fucking poem that was barely fucking readable. <laughs> it's not I legible. legit on here, so so you can fucking... So it's time to try for John to embarrass himself? Yes. <laughs> for those of you who aren't maybe uh, initiated <laughs> to Paul Bearer, he has the most high-pitched voice I think I've ever heard in a man. That's normal speaking voice. And also... The greatest wrestling manager of all time. Oh yes, definitely. Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt this without laughing, which just, is just probably... go with it. I'm, okay. I'm I'm gonna try to be solid here. Okay. Bethesda designs their games to be played on consoles, and the hardcore PC players are not happy about that. <laughs> one of the one of the results of this means that the UI has to be really big and accessible. To make menus and things easier to use with a controller. In fact, the most popular mod on popular modding site Nexus is called Sky UI. All it does is provide new menus and new interfaces. 
That's right, a mod all about fixing the look of menus is more popular than nude mods. <laughs> Behold my Undertaker! Behold my Undertaker! I can't believe I actually got all the way through that, that so without funny. super breaking. That was so good. So the, the guy's basically saying that, um... Uh, the biggest mod on... Oh, God, like, I'm going to change my voice back to normal after doing that. That's... Woo! I don't know how... I don't know how William Moody did that for 20 years. Wow. Shit. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, like, the biggest mod was, like, Sky UI, where it just literally changed the menus. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... It, it Was it ever a complaint that you had of, like, fuck, these menus are just pissing me off? I thought the Skyrim menus and stuff were pretty amazing. They're pretty sleek, simple, easy to understand. Like sometimes you'll get into some games, like, like, like for example, with we we love we both love Tropico. Yeah, Tropico is the shit. We we love it, and the menus and how you play that game is super easy, pretty really simple. It's funny. And they made the same company, uh, which is Calypso, uh, made a game called, um, what was it called? Medieval, um... Uh, oh, shit, I know what you're talking about. Um, you know what I'm talking about? They made a medieval version of Tropico, basically. And I forget the name of it. But for that game, which I, 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 I think is mainly made for Europeans in their defense and stuff like that. It's not made for Americans. Grand Age is medieval. Grand Age is medieval. Yep. The menus and how you do stuff in that game is super complicated. Like, so much stuff. And you you literally you re- literally can't play it because there's, there's, like, layers and layers and layers on it. It's not, it's not as simple... And as fun as something like Tropico, which they also made is. Yeah. So I get the the thing where they're like, oh, it might be too hard, but Skyrim's super easy. Yeah, I never had a problem with its interface. Like, it, you know, everything's, like, if you're in the menu and you're like, okay, well, I have, like, you know, weapons, I have armor, I have, you know, like, my uh, equipment, like, my loot, all that stuff... Like, it's pretty simple. And then you have, like, miscellaneous. I mean, maybe the miscellaneous could have been a little bit more broken down between, like, soul gems and, you know, that kind of... Because you have, like, ingredients. You have books if you find, like, spell books and stuff. Or just books you want to add to, like, your library, your house or whatever. So it's, like, miscellaneous can probably use a little bit more, you know... uh, Like, more categories, you know, for things like soul gems... For things like uh, stuff you stole as being like its own category. So you're not flipping through and you're like, you know, what the fuck? And then you're like, oh, okay, I stole that, I stole that, I stole that. It could be its own category. So I, I understand maybe a little bit of that. It can be organized a little bit better, sure. But can everything that, <laughs> you know, almost any game that you think of could probably be organized better. But the menu is really simple and easy to understand. Right. I mean, you just, uh, I mean, the thing that they did for, like, stolen stuff is it would be red. Right, and it would it would even have, like, a little thing that said stolen mm-hmm. to let you know that, like, this was not yours. Yeah. But then you could just sell it to Tonelia and then buy it back if you really wanted it. 
Yeah, most of the time I I don't want anything that I steal. I just I just steal it for money. For money, <laughs> right? And then after you sell it, it's not like, well, you sold. Yeah, they they can't fucking they can't do anything at that point. Right. Because if you buy it back from the fence, like if it's a, if it's like a, a like maybe it's a weapon that you really do want to keep, mm-hmm. or maybe it's like, well, I don't know if you steal a weapon and you can just break it down to enchant it. It doesn't matter if it's stolen because I've broken down enchanted stolen stuff all the time. You know, you can just steal someone's heart. The briar hearts, you can, yeah. Yeah, you can just rip their hearts out, and it kills them. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> There's so also cool. a mod you can get where, like, every time you kill somebody, you can harvest their heart mm-hmm. and make, like, vampire blood potions out of it. Because, yeah, I downloaded that mod. It's pretty cool. Yeah, there's some there's some cool shit that goes on in Skyrim. Yeah. The Brighthearts especially. Um, but, uh, so the next topic is, and this is, like, this is just really super nitpicky. Um, no layered armor. This is an actual thing. So, <laughs> so it says we're going to go back to this because we have to, right? Because they already mentioned this earlier in a different topic. It says it's it's hard to say why Bethesda dropped such a fun and important gameplay mechanic starting with Oblivion, mm-hmm. but they carried uh, on with it into Skyrim even. As a result, every character you made ended up looking the same as if you grabbed the single best looking or strongest armor you could find and stuck with it forever. Uh, never needing to replace it and never finding anything good to replace it with either. So their biggest complaint is layered armor. Yeah. So I I think uh, I think what they mean is that like if you wanted to have like uh, maybe like a layer of like leather armor and then you wanted to wear like orcish armor on top of that, you'd have like a leather layer, then you'd have like an orcish layer. And you'd be able to, like, stack the armors on top of each other. So you'd have, like, a... Or you could do, like, chain mail underneath and then have, like, heavy armor. And it would actually be visible in the game. It's not explained like this at all in the paragraph. So like, they don't go into detail. their complaint is they didn't get to wear enough clothes. Right. <laughs> because... I'm just going to be honest with you. That just sounds like somebody that isn't good at this game. And I was like, I, I don't need a have, double stack armor. I don't have a big enough armor rating, so I can't win. So my biggest complaint is, I need more armor. Look, I fucking look it, for people that wear that are mages just normally, and they like to play that. They have no sympathy for what you just said, and for <laughs> somebody that likes to be a stealth character. And likes to wear, like, Thieves' Guild or, you know, Assassin Armor through most of the stuff with, you know. Um, I don't have any sympathy either. Because, you know, like, uh, what's, what's, what's the biggest rating, like, a Nightingale Armor thing can have? It's like, when you have everything on, it's like, maybe like... 400 or something like that. Uh, I'm trying to think. If you have it... If like you have... Like, if you have like 100 smithing and you use void salts to improve it, um, I think you can get it to high 400s or low 500s. Because the... Uh, I'm trying to remember. Because 
Skyrim has an armor cap where armor can only get to a certain point. Uh, the armor cap is set at 567. Yeah, so 567. Uh, so what would be the point of double layer and armor? If, it, if you can create armor, you can absolutely create armor in Skyrim. That's 567. Yeah, because you can get to 567 with, like, a medium smith Daedric, I think. And yeah. if you do, like, if you, like, legendary smith Daedric, you're, like, probably in the 600s somewhere. And at that point, it doesn't matter because you, you've already reached the cap. You cannot make the armor any better. Yeah. Because the armor can only go... Basically, 567 is... Uh, what is it's like eighty percent damage resistance at that point? Yeah, and that's not counting any magical resistances you you have on it as well. So, it's like for people that are like they should have made it where you could do like leather or chainmail underneath and then have like heavy armor on top or whatever, or do like a medium armor over top. It's like is that so much of a big deal? It's like it's like. It's like, or you should have just got better at this game. Yeah, or it's like, if you feel like your armor's not good enough, just work on your smithing for a while. Yeah. Work on your smithing and get your armor. You can get elven armor to 567. And if you're not good at smithing, just be a mage. Right. Get good at your magic, because mages, there's really no reason to even do smithing if you're a mage no so if you're if you, you don't wear like, armor you wear robes and stuff yeah if you're just like well i i can't i'm not good at armor it's like well then just be a mage and fucking kill everybody with your you know witchcraft right <laughs> and your satanism <laughs> you satanists um well it's <laughs> like the closest thing to satan in this game i guess is sithis all the Daedra. The Daedra. It's basically just like different levels. But not all the Daedra are evil, though. That's the thing. Meridia most of them. Meridia's not evil. Nocturnal's not evil in a She's sense. not really good either, though. Nocturnal? Or not Meridia? Noctur Nocturnal is kind of evil. Well, she's like she's like the, the, the kind of like the, the goddess or the princess over the Thieves' Guild. She's not like a good Daedra, but she's not evil either. It's a neutral. She's like it's neutral. It's a DX territory. Yeah. Right. She's like, she's not healing, she's not face. Right. She's like a, a tweener, you know? But like she will murder you. <laughs> like, if you, if you betray her, she will fuck your world up. But if yeah. you work with her, she's like one of the best allies you can have as a thief. So she's um, basically DX Shawn Michaels. Basically, yes. Um, if you fuck him over, he will punish you. But if you work with him, it's one of the most rewarding experiences He'll ever. He'll put you over He'll and make your career pretty, really fucking awesome. Yeah. You're um, welcome, Triple H. <laughs> uh, no wonder Triple H loves that man. <laughs> um, but uh, Meridia is pretty much as good as a Daedra can be. Because Meridia, like, she, she doesn't like evil creatures. She doesn't like uh, things that live in darkness. She doesn't she's like never, zombies. She's never ate a dick. <laughs> um, Which is more than I can say for Fred Durst. A new hand touches the beacon. For anybody who's played Skyrim long enough, they know what the fuck that quest is. Because you open a chest up and it's like, or a chest and it's like, 
uh, Meridian's beacon. You're like, what the fuck is this? It's like a little stone. And then it's like a new hand touches the beacon. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, here we go. But that's how you get Dawnbreaker. And if you if you end up doing like a kind of paladin, like uh, kind of like a holy knight type of character, that fucking sword is like one of the best things to use against undeads. Yeah, because I like, got Dawnbreaker too, and I just kind of threw it in a chest. <laughs> Dawnbreaker is the shit. Like if I'm going like if I'm doing like kind of a paladin character, and I want to have like a really badass like weapon against like vampires and Draugr and shit. You can fucking hit them with that sword, and like when they die, they die in like this like really fucking crazy holy energy that like explodes out of their body. It's fucking epic. They should be like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> uh, if you get hit by a holy weapon and you don't say "holy shit," you're just not doing it right. Yep. Um, okay, so moving on to the next topic, right? So it says, and this is going to be kind of controversial. Most of the downloadable content sucked. Just let that sink in. So Dragonborn, Hearthfire, Dawnguard, it all sucked. <laughs> so I'll read it, and then I'll, I'll get your response. Okay. So it says, um, okay, this is just one paragraph. It says, there's no comparing Skyrim's DLC to Oblivion's. Shimmering Isles is considered one of the best pieces of DLC ever in video games. In comparison, Dungar was played by was plagued by many of the same issues as the base game, but compounded by a smaller and even less interesting world. Hearthstone. Was they said Hearthstone? They mean Hearthfire. They put Hearthstone. Hearthstone's a fucking game set in World of Warcraft. That dude fucked up. He meant to say Hearthfire. Hearthfire <laughs> felt like an overpriced Sims knockoff. While Dragonborn can only be described as mildly amusing. That's controversial shit. I fucking love Dawnguard because I sometimes I do love playing as a vampire and actually going through the vampire storyline and I murdering Hark in his own castle. I love Dawnguard. Dawnguard is awesome. Um, people have different tastes in the DLCs, though. Like, like we both love Dawnguard. Um, Dragonborn... Yeah, kind of underwhelming. The thing that I like about Dragonborn is the fucking black books. Finding all the black books. uh, That's fun as shit to me. There's some stuff that you can do in Dragonborn that's worth it. But, like, the Dragonborn story? Eh, you know, whatever. Which which one do you think has the more interesting story? The Dongard storyline with the vampires against the Dongard group? Or you dealing with Mirak uh, and the Dragonborn stuff? Well, the Dawnguard stuff, by far. By like, far. It's just, it's just better. It's a better fight. Like, when, whenever I actually get the Mirak and you actually fight him and defeat him, you're just kind of like... He kind of bitch. <laughs> he kind of bitch. He kind of bitch. <laughs> it's just like, I mean... He's not as awesome as, uh, as Harkin. And and he aggro yeah no no he's he's no Harkin but he his also voice isn't just, even as good as Harkin's no 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 I, not at all but it, it's just kind of like um, and then you don't even get to do the finishing blow on Mirak you you know the the fucking you know Hermaeus Mora Hermaeus Mora just kills him and it's just like because he's no longer he no longer needs Mirak to be like his and then his another minion. thing about that story is just kind of like. Um, it forces you to serve Mirak. 
Or you mean Hermaeus? Uh, Hermaeus, and it's just like, I wasn't cool with that. It's like, okay, so now I'm like, I'm kind of like bros with a fucking Daedric god. Yeah, and it's like, like, I, it's like Hermaeus isn't necessarily evil. He's just kind of like the Daedric, well, they're called Daedric princes, but I always consider them gods because that's almost what they are. He almost, he but almost he's like feels the, like Loki to me. Like I was like being boys with Loki after defeating Loki. It'd be like, yeah, I defeated a guy like Loki and now I'm like a servant of Loki. Yeah. <laughs> And I was just like, uh, and I actually read other complaints about. And I'm not saying this not. I'm not saying this is bad because it was it was fun. But it's a fun it's a fun like, add on. Yeah, like that's the thing. It's like yeah, I'll help you defeat him if you serve me. And it's like, yeah, I'm not cool with that because um, I don't want to serve you. I don't want to serve anybody because I'm the fucking dragonborn. Right. But because Hermaeus Mora is like the Daedric, you know, prince of knowledge and like forbidden knowledge and stuff like that, it's like part of you is like, okay, well, so I don't really have a choice in the matter. It's like, okay, I just kind of deal with you now. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, and I know a lot of people talked about how awesome Shivering Isles was. Shivering Isles basically does the same thing to you. It says that, okay, the previous. Uh, version of Sheogorath has given you the mantle of Sheogorath and you do not have a say in that. At the end of Shivering Isles you become Sheogorath. You take his place. So that's why a lot of people think that like when you see the Sheogorath in Skyrim when you go to uh, the Shivering Isles and you meet up with him uh, well I don't know if you're in the Shivering Isles I think you're in like some kind of like offshoot of his plane of oblivion but he's basically having a tea party with the old emperor that like drove himself insane, like Emperor Pelagius. Uh, he's having a tea party with him, and people are like, "Well, no, that Sheogorath is basically you from Oblivion, because right. if you do the Shivering Isles DLC, you're just made Sheogorath. You don't have a choice. Like in in uh, Dragonborn, you don't have a choice. You have to basically serve Hermaeus Mora now." Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. of what he does for you at the end of that story. Shivering Isles is the same way. But people want to say that Shivering Isles is like, oh man, it's amazing. And it is a it's it's a great add-on. It's very cool. The world is fucking crazy because it's it's literally Sheogorath's plane of oblivion, and one side of it is normal and the other side is fucking madness. Exactly. It's like Alice in Wonderland, but as like an entire plane of existence. It's fucking nuts. But it's like Alice in Wonderland, but more creative. Because <laughs> the guy that created Alice in Wonderland was a fucking crazy person. <laughs> Lewis Carroll? Yes. Um, yeah. Gets too much credit, in my opinion. But uh, what we'll do is we'll take uh, another break right here, and then uh, when we come back, we'll go ahead and finish up. Finish it. Finish it!
Corn's Cold. That's one of the uh, their newest songs. I was gonna out. say because I was like, th- this should be the new one, right? Yes, it's called Cold by Corn. Uh, not the band Cold. Not the band Cold, but the band Corn. <laughs> song Cold. cold. <laughs> and oh. if you were thinking when you were listening to that, this could be Cold, then. You have never heard the band Cold before. Right. <laughs> At the beginning of that, that doesn't sound like corn. It, no. it sounds like some straight up like deathcore stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, very interesting. Yeah. Kind of interested to see what that album sounds like. Yeah. Um, and hey, if it sucks, the new Slipknot album's coming out soon. Which will not suck. Which will not suck. <laughs> because it's Slipknot. It's Slipknot. And we could cover that on this show, because uh, we do love us some Slippy Knots. Slippy Knots. We have a Slipknot <laughs> episode up, too, so if you guys are interested in Slipknot, we have a whole episode for you. Um, Go check it out. <laughs> oh, man. Um, slurred words. <laughs> um, Fucking Nords. Nords. <laughs> Damn racist. Fuck the Nords. The Nords would definitely <laughs> vote for Trump. Would the Nords vote for Trump? I don't know. And I don't know. He's probably not a good enough warrior. He's not a good enough. No, because he's never fought in a war. They yeah, they, they would they, go for they, a veteran. They would go for like a warrior. Yeah, they would vote for John McCain. John McCain definitely would have yeah. been. Which be like, now in foresight, people probably wish they did that. I, um, I mean, we're not a political show, but rest in peace, Senator McCain. Yeah. Almost yes, rest in peace, man. Uh, but yeah, almost. Hopefully, uh, your daughter can carry on your tradition because his daughter is fucking sharp. That yeah, she is she on is. it. Yeah, she's she gonna be a big political player, I think, down the road. Yeah, almost, his daughter is smart. Almost as shit. put because you always hear like people on Twitter like uh, talking about, um, you know, politics and stuff, and I, some of those people almost feel like posting, and I, I, I just don't, I just like, yeah, I also pretend I know anything about politics, <laughs> you know, because, like, some people be like, you know, Elizabeth Warren should be president, you know, screw everyone else and stuff, and then they'll be posting things, and, you know, maybe she does, um, um, I think a lot of people kind of hope it's between, um, just since we're on the subject, right. um, some people kind of hope that it's between, you know, um, uh, uh, was it Cory Booker? Well, Booker's one of them. He's and like the, Elizabeth uh, Warren. Yeah. The, these are democratic debates. That oh, are going really? On. Booker yeah. and Warren? I wouldn't have thought yeah. that. I thought most people were probably thinking it was going to be between like. Uh, was it Kamala, uh, Kamala Harris, uh, Biden, and um, Bernie? Um, well, the thing about Kamala Harris is uh, she has super, super bad things in her past. With uh, when she was a prosecutor, yeah, we, we, she was not a very good prosecutor. 
Um, That's one of the things I've always heard is that like she seems like she's very personable, and people can kind of rally behind her. But it's like her her record in California is hard to ignore. Just not good at all. And I will say, I get a lot of my political information uh, because I'm not I'm not normally political, but I do. I do put trust in uh, people that I think are very educated, and a lot of it is like uh, Katie Stoll and Robert Evans and uh, Cody Johnson. Um, uh, Robert Evans is from, um, you know, uh, Behind the Bastards. He's a really researched journalist. Um, And one of the things that he says is it's kind of unfair to anyone that's doing debates and the political thing, like just just because we're on the topic, because the the, the <laughs> mediators that are asking the questions are a bunch of millionaires that are asking questions to people instead of journalists. Right. He was like, it should be journalists. Because usually asking, the mediators are somebody who like works for NBC, ABC, yeah, Fox, like it whatever. It should the be network. journalists. So whenever people lie, they can be called out. Right. By the mediator. Instead like, of, like, a news anchor. Yeah, by, by somebody that doesn't know what what they're actually talking about. Because I don't know. Like, I, I could be a mediator, and I could be like, hey, what do you think about, you know... Healthcare. Uh, what do you healthcare. think about And they can answer, and I'll be like, hey, that sounded great. And be like, no, that was that was hard. Oh, that, that was hard. I don't well, We're going to have our, uh, our research <laughs> team look into that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just so. just just keep talking. Our research team's working because I don't know. And what we're you're gonna call about. out your bullshit live yeah. on air. If you said some bullshit, we got like fifteen researchers that are gonna look up right that shit there. You just so said just that yeah. would make debates a lot more interesting. If you got somebody that's like, yeah, actually, your healthcare plan is fucking horrible for the economy. Yeah, um, you would literally kill way more people than you even helped. With, by your bullshit that you just said. Okay, I am bowing out of the race for presidency. <laughs> it's like, that's bye. a good call. That's bye, a good bitch. call. You would that's cut a out a lot call. of bullshit right you there. You would be a great uh, governor of Puerto Rico, though. You should do that. <laughs> because they could use literally anybody. Yeah. Would you literally. like to go to American <laughs> Samoa? <laughs> <laughs> we want to get you on an island far, far away from the country. How do you feel about the WWE? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what? That's not a political stance, is it not? Linda got in the fucking cabinet. <laughs> right. <laughs> That'd be funny for like mediation. Uh, just real quick, since we're on the topic, it's like... Uh, it's like, you know, like you have uh, like the people that are like, you know, they're taking like topics and the mediators like... Okay, so this goes out to... Um, you know, Senator, he's a senator, right? Bernie is. It's Bernie, like a, a, yes. a Senator Bernie Sanders. It's like, okay, Senator Sanders, um, uh, given the current state of the WWE, how would you effectively push Finn Balor and turn him into a superstar? And he's like, uh, sorry, what was that? How would you effectively push Finn Balor and make him into a superstar? Because if you couldn't push Finn Balor, I'm you can't run a country for presidency. We want you to push this five foot ten Irishman and make him a superstar, and he literally comes out in fucking demon paint and tassels. Yeah. If so you can't if, push that guy, you can't, you can't be my question. president. You are not president of the United States. Can I get a hell yeah, everyone? 
Hell yeah. It's Hell like, yeah. You might as well drop out now, Bernie, unless you can answer this question. If you can't figure out how to book a damn good match for Finn Balor, get the hell out of my country <laughs> and give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'd like to see Stone Cold run for a president. Oh, God. President Austin? Oh, man. Just Here's imagine the first time that Vladimir Putin wants to talk shit to him and he fucking hits him upside the head with a chair. <laughs> it's like, you can eat a dick, you Russian son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Best thing your fucking country ever gave us was damn Tetris. And Lana's fake accent. <laughs> it's like, that's literally the best thing you ever gave us. Not Lana. That's credited to Florida. Right. Her <laughs> fake accent. <laughs> yeah. CJ Perry's a goddamn legend. <laughs> right. <laughs> love you, Lana. Keep posting those bikini pics online. We love it. Um. <laughs> Seriously though, look up uh, look up Lana WWE uh, on like was it Instagram? Yeah. Or or you can see it on Twitter too. Twitter, fucking she's like a ten. Yeah. And it's like in in at Rusev, Lana Day. Yeah. And Rusev is Rusev is married to that. Yeah. That's. That, and that's he's like, like a. He's six. like six. He's like a he's like a barrel chested Bulgarian dude. I get I guarantee that dude's like. One of the most amazing dudes in the world, though, because he has to has a he he has to have like a super amazing personality. Because you hear some people be like, "He has to have like a big dick." It, it's like it it takes a lot more than that to get somebody like Lana. Yeah, if you want if you want a big dick, you can just go to a store and buy one. It's called yeah. a dildo. She would be dating Randy Orton if she wanted to be cock. <laughs> He wears really small tights. You can just see the lining of his dick like wrap around his. What trunks. do you think his wife was like? A fan that was just like, "Hey, call me," and he was like, "Okay, I'll call you." And he just ended up marrying her. That's like real shit. She was just a fan on the first row, saw him, and she was like, "You're hot," and she was like, "You know," he was like, "Okay," and he went to talk to her like after his match, and uh, she was like, "Can I give you my number?" He's like, "Hell yeah." And so he ended up talking to her. Yeah, and, his wife's super freaking hot. And awesome. they just, they spent so much time together after that, they just got married. His kid looks awesome, too. And she's literally just a fan that just went to go watch a show with, like, a friend of hers. And she was like, oh, my God, I got Randy Orton's number. Because she was, like, on the front row. And he was just like, yeah, I'll call you. Yeah. And next thing you know, he's married to her. So, hey. Yeah. You know, people meet in weird circumstances. There's not there's not much imagination when it comes to male wrestlers that wear like small trunks. No. Because it, it's not it's not like you're looking. It's just like, well, there it is. Yeah, it's hard to ignore it. It's right there. Um Orton is packing. <laughs> but anyway, uh <laughs> So let's get to the next comment. So right, so these are the uh, these are the last two, right? So we're uh, we're saving some of the juicy ones for last. So uh, this next one it says factions don't do anything for the game. So uh, it says factions in the Elder Scrolls series have always been uh, one of the main standouts. They're always represented how you uh, they always represented how you played your character. They were like little clubs that you could join and feel like you were part of something bigger, like you were a bigger part of the world. The guilds in Skyrim, however, never do anything. Much like all of the other side quests uh, and the main quest, the leader sends you out to fetch something in a cave somewhere or kill somebody. 
Then, after completing only a handful of quests, each guild is happy to appoint you their leader with almost no qualification and having only known you for a matter of weeks, maybe a month, if not days. <laughs> That's being a little harsh. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm trying to think, like, um, like the Thieves' Guild, for instance. Right. You do become the leader of that, but... The, the the thing about the Thieves Guild is it was in shambles. It was like... Because of Mercer. They were, yeah, because Mercer... So you're the one that gets to kill Mercer. And, you know, It's very that, satisfying when you kill Mercer. He it is, is. a piece of shit. And then the other two people are like... Yeah, we shouldn't run this because... Well, Brynjolf doesn't want it because Brynjolf is like, I'm not really a leader. And Carlia doesn't want it because Carlia has basically been pinned for Gallus's murder for like... Yeah, she's like, like, no one's going to trust me. No one's going to really trust me. She's like, I'm a nightingale and I am still a thief, but they're not going to treat me as a leader because they thought I was the one who murdered Gallus like 20 years ago. And she's been kind of on the run and in hiding. So it's like Brynjolf doesn't really want to be the leader because he's happy doing what he's doing. So they're like, you can do this because you have the ambition to put all this shit back together. Yeah, it's like they can trust you because you're the the one that is going to save the Thieves' Guild. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense. Yeah. And it also makes sense whenever you're like doing the Dark Brotherhood stuff. Um, because you're the one that basically saves them. And you're the only one that the Night Mother speaks to. Yeah, so... You're a listener. Yeah, you're a listener, so you're actually chosen. You have to be a leader in some capacity because the Night Mother only speaks to you. You are the person that's the main character in all storylines of all this. You're not just a random person. No. It's not like if you played it online, like uh, Elder Scrolls Online or something, and you're just kind of like, yeah, um, there's like 700 uh, leaders of the, uh, you know, um, Thieves Guild, because there's 700 people playing right now. It's right. You're, you're, you're the only main character of this story. Right. So any any situation you get into... You're the main character of it. You're the one that's going to end up being the leader of it. Yeah, you're going to be the harbinger of the companions. You're going to be the listener of the Dark Brotherhood. You're going to be the guild master of the Thieves Guild. You're going to be the archmage of the Mages Guild. So if you don't want to be the leader of all these things, don't play all of them on the same file. Right. That's why that's why a lot of people like they'll they'll roll like a mage character to do the archmage stuff. And the College of Winterhold, and then they'll do like magical quests, but they don't go and be a thief. They're not an assassin. They are, do just mage stuff. Or they do file. mage stuff, and they might be a thief, but not an assassin. Right, yeah. Or they might be an assassin, but not a thief. Exactly. Or something like that. Or they might not touch either one of those quests, or they might Maybe just they're be just like. Maybe the, they just do the companions. Companions. They, they might they be a, a mage werewolf. and a companion. And then, you know, something like that. It's like, you don't have to do everything with the same character. You do, 
what what you feel like is relevant for the the scene that that's it's called awesome role thing. playing like you can do everything with one character but that just doesn't seem like it's it's interesting whenever you're just like yeah i'm gonna be like a companion i'm gonna be like a you know this 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 is i'm gonna be <laughs> every single thing in the game with this one character and i'm gonna be the like, leader of the bards college and it's like all this stuff and it's like that's just way too much shit going on. And you're also the Dragonborn, so you're also responsible for the fate of the fucking world on top of all that. Yeah, that's the main thing. You are you are responsible for the fate of the world, and then you have to decide of the other things... Are important to you. ...what you're going to do with that character. Now, if you don't know how to use characters in the game... That's your fault. Yeah. That's not Skyrim's fault because um, if you get bored of something that happens in the game, that's your fault. Because there's so much to do in this game and there's so much extra stuff to do in this game. It, like, like we said, if you want to be a mage, then be a mage. And go be the archmage. But that doesn't mean you have to turn around and you have to be the you know leader of the thieves guild or the leader of you know um the the dark brotherhood and the leader of everything else no you can just pick and choose what you want to be the leader of yeah and i mean there and you know there's going to be some people that like just do the dawn guard and they are uh, a dawn guard member and they built the castle up they they've helped with you know bring in the extra soldiers They've done all the research on how to destroy vampires. And you could just be a Dawnguard person and not do, like, the Thieves' Guild. Because if you're, like, a person who goes out and, like, busts their ass to kill vampires, you're probably not going to be a murderer on top of that. Because that doesn't really seem like that makes sense. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to go into this vampire den and kill a bunch of these vampires. And then when I get done and I clock out, I'm I'm going to go fucking murder people. For the Dark Brotherhood. Like, that's not... It's if like, you're an you assassin... Might, you might as well just be... You might as well just be a vampire. Yeah. Just be a vampire in that case. If you want to do the Dawnguard stuff and side with the vampires, you and know... then you want to do the Dark Brotherhood stuff, that might make sense. That might actually work to your benefit. Because... If you're a vampire that also is an assassin. Yeah, because they've literally had vampires as assassins and, like... Well, in Oblivion, you had, um, uh, what was his name? There was like the, uh, uh, there was like the Imperial vampire guy that you meet when you first get to the, the sanctuary in Chadenal. We'll just call him Jim. Uh, I forgot what the fuck is, uh, it's not, shit, I forgot what his name is, but he's like a very like sophisticated, like, uh, vampire dude in, in Oblivion. Right. He's an assassin. He's in the Dark Brotherhood. And then you have um, uh, Babette, the little girl in the in right. Skyrim. You know, she's like the little girl that's a vampire, but she's also an assassin and she's like 10 years old. Well, she got bitten when she was 10. And so she's just kind of been a vampire for like hundreds of years and she's never grown. She just looks like a 10-year-old girl still, you know? So, so she's, she's a vampire. Like, yeah, so so like those things work. But you could also, like, it's, 
you know, if you were doing like the Dawn Guard, and then I'm trying to think of if like, there's like another like group of like good people you can join. Probably not the companions because you end up having to become a werewolf. Right. And if you're hunting vampires, you're probably not going to want to be into werewolves. So you're probably just going to do Dawn Guard stuff. But if you're a thief, you know, you could just be a thief if you want to. But I think the thing with this is that people are like, well, you know, they kind of make you the leader of the Thieves Guild relatively early. They name you as the leader, but Brynjolf tells you, he's like, you know, you're going to be the leader, but we still have work to do. You don't actually become the guild master until you basically unite all of the cities with the Thieves Guild again. Because the other cities don't have contacts, they don't have fences, right. because Mercer's let all of that run to shit. Mercer yeah. didn't care about any of that. So you get that title relatively early, but you don't become guild master until like way at the end of that when you've actually done all of those side missions in those cities where you've get where you start getting like people that come in from the different cities yeah. down into um, the ragged flagon and you start getting those vendors. When you get all of those set up across all of the different the major cities, then they give you the title of guild master and they give you the armor. Right. And then you basically take Mercer's place as the guild master with Brynjolf, um, Carlia, with you three as the Nightingales, and then um, uh, what's the dude? A uh, Delvin, Delvin Vex and Tonelia are kind of like the lieutenants. Under yeah, you. Delvin Mallory and his brother is in um, the Dragonborn storyline. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's like, you might think that it's relatively simple and it kind of is, but with some of those, you're given the title of late leader at a certain point, but then you have to get all the way to the end and do all the right. extra side stuff before you really are, except for the archmage stuff. You can be archmage relatively quickly, but leader of the thieves guild, you have to work a lot to be able to get to that where you actually are the guild master Absolutely. in title. So, to wrap up, we'll go to this point here. This is the last one, right? So, it says, uh, your actions in the game do not have consequences. Really? So, it says, the few times Skyrim allows you to actually make your own choices, it almost punishes you by not acknowledging those choices. You could become the leader of the Thieves' Guild after stealing a kid's olipop and no one would care. Guards don't chase you, uh... Uh, there's no bounty on your head and you can't order your members to steal from other people. As mentioned before, the Civil War is completely pointless. Literally, the only difference that manifests in the game is that you'll be seeing more soldiers from whatever side you chose to, to align with. And whichever side you do choose instantly wins. You can't be outnumbered in battle, your size leaders cannot be killed, and you cannot go on the run or form your own type of resistance. Huh. Well... I mean, I'm pretty sure you can lose. Um, well, in the Civil War, whatever side you join is basically the side that will win. Yeah, I mean, that that's okay. You are the Dragonborn. Well, that's the thing. It's like, if, it's, it's like, if you... It would almost... It would be like, okay, let's say, just for the sake of example... That you had, uh, say, if you're going by like Marvel Comics, for example, 
and the Avengers have Doctor Strange on their side, mm -hmm. you have a very high probability of being able to win because of Doctor Strange yes. being there, because of his knowledge and his you know you know knowledge of the arcane and his ability to use magic and all that kind of stuff. If you have Thor on your side, you have a pretty good chance you're probably going to win. You know, so it's like if you have somebody on your side that has powers that nobody else does, and that kind of thing. Yeah, obviously the Dragonborn is going to be more of a badass than General Tullius and Ulfric, by that matter, because neither of those guys... Ulfric can do shouts, but he's not Dragonborn. Right. So neither of them are going to have the power that you do. Um, the only thing is that I think the reason why they don't have the player actually take over as the leader of the country is because they have to be able to set up the next game when they get to Elder Scrolls Six. So if you're just like the leader of the country or whatever, it's like then the thing yeah. is is that they have to write that in and some people would never want to do that with their characters. And if you make it where you're the leader you're the the leader of the country after the civil war, then in the next game they have to write that, but they have to make it ambiguous because right. then people will be like well that's not what my character did my character didn't take over the country so that's not my story you know exactly so yeah. if, you, if you make it generic enough it's like okay like if you go to the oblivion example you you help martin solve the oblivion crisis and you're known as the champion of cyrodiil but they didn't make you the emperor they probably could have made you the emperor at that point because you're basically the only one who had enough balls to go into fucking Daedric Plains of Oblivion and fucking kill demons. Nobody else did that shit. Right. You did. And you fucking closed as many gates as possible and helped Martin kill Dagon at the end. Yeah, you know? exactly. So you probably could have been made Emperor and it probably would have made sense because you saved everybody's ass. But they're like, but that wouldn't make sense that a random ass person would just be made Emperor. They have to vote on stuff like that. So... You know, sometimes it's like the reason that they do this is because they have to keep the story consistent. And if you start setting things into canon that the character did uh, that would have more reach than just the main story, now you're kind of messing up future installments because now they've got to incorporate that in yeah, Elder Scrolls absolutely. 6 and Elder Scrolls 7 and all that kind of stuff. So I just think that... Like, for the people who are, like, complaining about this kind of stuff, and I hadn't even gotten into the one thing. The one thing that I will say that I read on a different article was the guy was complaining about the character creator and the hair. So I just want to get your opinion on that real quick before we, like, check out here and go. Um, that's really dumb. So, if, so when you go to make a character, are you like, fuck, I don't want to go through the character creator? Or are you like... Okay, I'm gonna try to do something a little bit different with my character this time. I might yeah. make somebody who looks different. Normally, I want to make somebody that looks different from the previous person that I made, or um, like nobody else you've made before. Yeah, because you want to uh, do something different. Hair is actually one of the things that I really don't focus on that much, so I really don't care about that. <laughs> so yeah, so for you know. Uh, the thing about Skyrim that I would say is that, like, for the people who are complaining about these things, you are in the minority. Mm -hmm. And, like you said, there's been 30, uh, up to, like, what, 2016, there was 30 million copies. Yeah, so it's probably, like, 
I would guess probably close to like forty billion now. Once you include the Switch sales and also people who kind of got into Skyrim late, or maybe they had a copy for PS3 or Xbox 360, yes, and then rebought it when they were remastered and put on the newer systems, yes. And that's not counting people that might be buying it like every day on Steam. There's probably well over forty by this point. So if you're going to bitch and complain about this game, it's yes. it's one of the it, it is the greatest selling game of all time even more than grand theft auto 5 and this is a game that came out in 2011 right you know i mean it is basically the avatar of this generation or i guess you could say end game now because end game beat avatar uh whoop that ass ass. but if you're going to complain about skyrim you're in the minority and the thing is is that like this game do you think that this will go down as the greatest rpg of all time no or is it going to be one of one of like top 10 top 5 top 10 top 10 top 10 okay if you had to come up with a top five just off the top of your head what would you uh, say would be the top five rpgs of all time it doesn't matter the console or anything i'm not i'm not gonna do this in order uh, just just come up with five. It don't have to be like from one to five. Uh, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VII, um, uh, Skyrim. Um, I would say um, I would say Final Fantasy um, eight. Okay, I wouldn't have thought of eight, but I, I, I would like say eight. Final Fantasy eight, and I would say um, Kingdom Hearts one. Okay, uh, so that's that's your five. Yeah. So, five. That's, that's like Steve's top five. Yeah, just off the top of my head without really thinking about them. Um, you know, like, it, yeah, probably. Those are the most... Those would be like the re- five RPGs you would go back to continuously to play. Yeah, playable and replayable and stuff like that. Like, always, I'm always with, like, rewatch and replay stuff, and it's just like... If you can if you can play it once and beat it and just like give the game away or something like that, it's not a good game. <laughs> that's what that's what one of your brothers in law did. Yeah, Bruno cause Bruno it, got to the end, beat the game, and then he traded it in. <laughs> yeah, because it, if if you think a game is something where or an RPG, like I understand other different versions of games, but if you think an RPG is just like yeah, I, I beat it, so I'm, I'm done with it. And it's like, yeah, so how long did it take you to beat it? A week. It's like, okay, well, I don't have... I don't want to even play that RPG game. It, because it's... Yeah, it, that's there's no replay value. If you can beat a game in a week, there's no role-playing to that game. It's yeah. just... Whatever. It's just, um, you know... A bunch of garbage, basically. Yeah. So that off like, the top of my head, because you know I, I love Chrono Cross, I put Final Fantasy VIII on there because it was one of those games that I could play a lot. Yeah, we played a lot of uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, the first one, and like I said, I played the second one. I haven't played the third one, um, but Final Fantasy, I mean Kingdom Hearts one was uh, just super awesome. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, Chrono Trigger is one of the greatest RPG games ever, and then Final Fantasy VII is just it probably Final Fantasy VII probably has the greatest replay value uh, 
of any RPG game ever made. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess to wrap up for mine, it would probably be... Oh, God, I'm trying to think of, like, games that I... Okay, so it'd be Final Fantasy VII and Skyrim. I would agree with you on that. I was never as big into Kingdom Hearts, so I would replace Kingdom Hearts with Dragon Age Two, because <laughs> I I played Dragon Age Two more than I played Part One. I know people are probably like Dragon Age Two. What the fuck? <laughs> Inquisition. They had a lot of. Uh... I would just say Dragon Age series. I guess in that case. Okay, I was so I'll say just say Dragon Age Two had a bunch of DLC controversy where they were kind of gouging people. But... Well, yeah, I I did like the DLC stuff on that, but I'll just say Dragon Age series one, two, three all together. Final Fantasy Seven and Skyrim. We both agree on that. Um, uh, four for me would probably be Final Fantasy Twelve because I'm still playing that game. Fucking, you know what? Like, th- like thirteen years later, I'm <laughs> still playing that fucking uh, game. That game that old? Yeah, it came out in two thousand six. I've been playing it since then. Either PlayStation Two or the remasters because I have it on Switch now. <laughs> I have three copies of that game. Um. And then my other one, oh god, what would be the other one? I'm trying to think, cause like, I never really got into Chrono Trigger like you and your brother did, so that generation kind of missed me a little bit. I would say for an old school RPG, probably Super Mario RPG would be my other like favorite. Don't count that as an RPG, but you can. Really? Okay. Because, like, this is my personal list. <laughs> so, either... I think any Mario games are actually <laughs> RPG games. Uh, but Mario RPG was made by Squaresoft, so it's, it's you know... Still doesn't count. It's class. <laughs> but, um... But, Still yeah. Still does not count. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, since we're talking about Mario, and my battery is close to dying here, um... The guy who does the voice of Parthenax in this game is actually the guy who does the voice of Super Mario. Yes, I actually knew that. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because like, you hear Parthenax in this game and you're like, there's no fucking way that's the Mario guy. Nope, that's the Mario guy. Because uh, he's he's a voice actor, so he can change his voice to be different characters. But, uh, but this has been Beyond the Hate fucking skyrim edition yes uh thank you guys and uh like subscribe and all that other shit if you guys want (laughs) to uh give us your top five uh, rpgs rpgs your personal top five yeah uh email us at uh beyond the hate at yahoo.com and let us know what your top five rpgs of all time are if you want to give us a top ten list and tell us why, then that's fine also. Yeah, we'll take top tens. Yeah, we'll take top tens and just let us know why. And if you don't like our top fives, then also let us know why. And this has been Beyond the Hate. If you don't like our list, we got two words for you. Suck it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, listen to us on uh, Anchor, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. We're all over the place. <laughs> And then you play Mario music. <laughs> Fucking hypocrite. <laughs> this is Mario 64, isn't it? Yep. Is this is this the the bomb on place? Yep. I remember this fucking level.